I love the idea of somebody George Costanzing their way off of the Enterprise. <laughs> <That's> so funny, <laughs> especially considering that when they show people of that, like when they hear the message, everybody's like, oh, "I should get off the ship." <laughs> because they're not they should in leave. a rush at all. Have they're like orderly. I, like, have, has this a thing, or if we talked about this before? Because I feel like we have, where uh, a fun sketch like series would be uh, Seinfeld on. In Star Trek on like a oh starship. <laughs> I feel like basically that's what we are. We just do the dining, the diner scenes <laughs> in Seinfeld <laughs> as our characters. I feel like we have uh, done a bit of this before. Like I definitely, yeah. cause like, I, I feel like I remember us talking about just it taking place in like the captain's quarters and it's like everyone coming Absolutely. in and out and saying yeah. hi. Enter. <laughs> Enter. <laughs> Oh, oh, and it could be like the the Seinfeld, like burr, 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 but like spacey, Ron if, Jones style. If, yeah, Ron. Oh, you know, there <laughs> was the it. there was somebody did the um, if data, like they re-edited an episode for for it to be like oh, a sitcom, yes. a data sitcom where Data's the main character. It was good. Incredible. Like they did a good job it re-editing it. Um, but yeah, it made me just think of uh, a Seinfeld kind of on a starship would be fun. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Jan. <laughs> I'm Dylan. And I'm Darius. What? And- <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Are you two I'm binars? <laughs> I'm Dylan. Sorry. Yeah, we're binars. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Folks, this is Trek to the Holodeck. We are watching every single episode of Star Trek featuring the Holodeck or Hollow Suites ever, and we're going to rate them. We're rating them. We're on episode 37. Something like of that. ratings and there's we're still we're not we're not even close to scratching the surface of this no. this is like doing exclusively side quests in the longest ever fucking I know. game are we <laughs> gonna wait uh, till the best like we we know which one is gonna win right like we feel like we kind of know do, right? do we know i don't know but i feel like we're holding okay, off this, on the really good one this will be fine what do you think dylan what do you think the best one's gonna be well, I think the best one is already one that we've done and currently ranks at 14, which I think is complete <laughs> bullshit. Um, and that is uh, Take Me Out to the Hall of Suite. So I think you all know which one I think is the best. I think we've already watched the best one, too. Really? Wait, which, which one's one? your favorite? I think it's Our Man Bashir. I think it's still, I've rewatched it recently. Yeah, it's yes. really good. It holds up. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I don't have. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't, I can't, one one doesn't come to mind. Um, although I do think that, uh, oh shit, now I'm forgetting the name of it, but I think the dress. Is it 11001001? Maybe. Um, I think, I think the Drask system is doing a good job, right? Oh, Speaking right. Speaking of our, the Drask system. Our, our dialogue, <laughs> romance, action, suspense, camp, stakes system. Holy shit. That's how those are the categories. That's how we're <laughs> ranking all these things. Like we weren't just going to like start a podcast where we're going to like rank uh, holodeck episodes and not have some scientific method yeah. to do it. It's like we're not. It's not like we decided to people. have a podcast. It's not like we decided to have a podcast and then like 
a day before the first time we recorded one, came up with a completely arbitrary ranking system, and then that's not what we did. Gave it a name. We didn't do that. This we was it's not like lo- we happened of, to just yeah. come up with an anagram that sounded very similar to like Lacars, Drasks. Yeah. Drasks. That's not what guys. Happened. I was looking up mechanical keyboards today, and I was like, "Do I want RGB or do I just want a white backlight?" And I thought maybe if I get an RGB one, I can like make it have the colors of Lacars. And then I was like, "No, I can't buy something and give myself a nine-hour homework assignment." <laughs> what um, what 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 brands of keyboards were you looking at, Jan? Uh, I've been looking at Ducky. I've also there's one that's called Tokyo 60, and I'm such a f- fucking sucker for anything that's got Japanese branding or naming, yeah, which mm. is so annoying. But also, they do make the best stuff. My keyboard's uh, the DOS, a DOS keyboard. Uh, DOS is also really it's just really good. Yes. a white back backlight. I like it. Uh, there was one day during this quarantine that I fell into a deep YouTube hole and discovered the keyboarding community and watched hundreds of videos uh, yeah. about custom keyboards. It, incredibly fascinating stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of fascinating stuff, uh, whether the episode is a fascinating holodeck episode or not, we will be watching it. Yes, we are we being will. exhaustive. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, sometimes there's somebody who's like walking down the hallways of Voyager and they go, they open up the door and like, oh, f- what if? I'm so sorry. It, it is, this is here? the holodeck. I, I meant to go. I was going to the dot. I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. We would rate that episode. Yeah. So, as long as we visually yeah. see uh, the holodeck. Um, we're going to watch it. Yeah, we are. And, uh, for like the ninth time, uh, I, I'm going to say it again cause I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> this episode is one, one, zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one, uh, from season one, episode 14 of the next generation. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm Woo. super, super excited. Uh, so how about you just, um, we should do the, we should try to do this like binars. We should yeah. try to, to transition into. Oh yeah. Let's do a one. Okay. Okay. Where, where we'll do we the all like thing. that improv game where like everyone picks up popcorn Finish style. Okay. Yeah. What's yeah. the order? What's the order? You have to, we have to figure it uh, out. Well, it's gotta oh, be just, binary. Just, it should be you two. You should, you two should do it. Okay. Uh, okay. And Dylan goes first. <clears throat> So make sure you uh, buckle yourself in and move along along in the seat line that you're in as it conveyor belts you to, to the left. The uh, the um, the holodeck <laughs> doors because they're about to open up and we're about to go on our. Track to the holiday. Do the holiday. Do the holiday. Do the holiday. Do the holographic Do the holiday. Do the holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. The That is a lot harder over the internet. It is. Oh, that's true. Like, you the timing's <laughs> That's why you have to just butt yourself in. Like, you just can't. I was 
to be honest, I was getting really excited about the visual that we were creating there. Uh, some kind of seat conveyor belt that was <laughs> like the, pumping yeah. people into. Guys, you might as well person. have been speaking binar because I did not understand. It's the what it's image the chairs they put on stairs for for old people's houses so they can get back up the stairs except for um, it starts that, on that one sounded like the starship and it just like <laughs> brings that it sounds like when you take something on and you that's in a foreign language and you put it through google translate and it's like the seat line conveyor what is this what oh they're talking oh, about the thing from the old guy coaster. from Up. <laughs> right, a roller coaster. But it's like a sideways conveyor belt. Like imagine you're walking through the Enterprise, right? And on the right side of the hallways is just a complete line of a bunch of seat conveyor belts that you can just sit on and just kind of go. Mover. The people mover of <laughs> yeah, the Enterprise. It's a people, people mover. mover. Uh, I, think, I think, you know what? The Enterprise D is actually... Um, what, what's the, the, the term, but it's like, um, huge, well, it's massive, but I mean, like it's, it's, it's handicap friendly, right? Yeah. Cause everything's yeah. like on, on ramps and stuff. No stairs. Yeah, but like no the original stairs. series was, there are no stairs, right? But in the original yeah. series, there are steps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. That, yeah. Um, probably uh, completely Dylan was telling you about the, this guy, <laughs> oh this God. video that Dylan watched about this guy who figured out science, like mathematics, like used math to figure out how big enterprise would actually be and he basically said like it is such a massive ship that you pro- unless you were in a place where people gather you probably would never run into anybody in the hallways on your shift yeah because it's so he, massive. yeah he was because there's only a thousand people on the ship and it can yeah, hold a, like kind of small six crew. to seven thousand people yeah, yeah and he was like honestly the way that the show's shot when people are walking around you don't see a lot of people you could walk for like a mile and not see anyone. Yeah. And it it's, sounds kind of terrifying to be perfect. <laughs> there needs to be a, 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 the, the shining of like somebody's oh got to find an old throwaway set from the Paramount lot in the trash and just take that one corridor, uh, you know, because they just reuse the same, same like yeah, 30 yeah. meters or whatever. They have like just one, shoot at the one T section and one like cross section and that's all they use like. I would get yeah. so lost and afraid. Like those episodes where they get lost, you know, where like <laughs> there's like three or four of them where like they start the the aliens start fucking things up and they're like, "Oh, I turned right and I, I ended up in engineering. I don't know how I got here." That would scare the shit out of me, like legitimately <laughs> on the well, Enterprise. That's why in the first episode, uh they u- they have to use the little panel and encounter at Farpoint and be like, "Where can you just lead the way? I don't get me to engineering." It's like, "Yeah, follow this light." It's like I would oh, be using yeah. that all the time. <laughs> yeah. We're like, "Hey, um take me to Tom Space's quarters." Like, yeah. "Okay, follow this light." <laughs> we'd be like hanging out and we'd be like, "Let's go to the let's go to the bar." And you'd walk up to like, "Dude, we've been on here for like 2 years." Yeah, I know. I just I, I, the I've place is so it. big. Yeah. Just, I got so used like, to I, I got so used to I using never it. it. It's like using ways throughout the city when you've been yeah. there the whole time. <laughs> it's like, which panels do you use? Like, I use the ways panels. Like, ah, oh, no, I hate that one because it always makes you go. You gotta use like, the cars through, panel. You, you gotta, gotta go use the through cars Riker's quarters, quarters, and that can it's, get really weird. And have you ever tried to go? Have you ever tried to go through the the third intersection on on the second deck at like? Oh my gosh! So like, why hour? is everybody there? <laughs> why? why? You can't yeah. Well, because there's there. a shift change. It goes from Bravo uh, Beta <laughs> ship to to Delta shift. Speaking of how large the ship is, it did make me think about in lower decks how everyone's sleeping in these tiny ass little bunks. Yeah. Um 
and maybe it's because their ship is smaller. The Enterprise is like a massive fucking thing, but like everyone got like a nice ass apartment on the Enterprise. Every single person because yeah. they had so much space. It was like mm-hmm. a space cruise ship. Totally. Yeah. And I think like it's it speaks to the Federation's like not really thinking about how they design ships are like, yeah, like it's going to be the flagship. It's going to be a lot of civilian space. And then somebody point out like, hey, like the, then the enterprise goes on its first mission. Right. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, we can't put 5,000 civilians on this thing. That's insane. <laughs> they almost blew up their first mission. We, this is, we, we this is this thing nuts. into war. war. Like, we can't have civilians on this thing. <laughs> you, think, you think like, yeah, like, like lieutenants and, and like higher ups are like, let's get the enterprise in here. And then they're like, there's like 500 civilians. Can we do another Maybe ship? we shouldn't like call them in. Send us Saratoga. That's got like a hundred people on it. It's like, yeah, but Cisco's wife's on it. Like he, he like really <laughs> worked hard to get his wife on that ship. All right, let's we, do that one. Let's do that yeah. one. Send that one into Wolf 359. It's only got one person on it. Yeah, two people. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's totally nuts. Uh, uh, the episode again, and for the third time that we did this week was uh, 11001001. Um, and along those lines, last week, uh, we were wondering uh, what that was in binary. Nobody reached out to us on social media to guess. So fucking disappointed, man. I know like, we only have like 25 listeners, but no one reached out. <laughs> uh, it doesn't, I doesn't, I like, I did translate it. It doesn't really mean anything. Uh, the trivia that I found was it's just literally... Uh, the all the binars names smashed <laughs> yeah. together. There's like there's <laughs> one one. The there's zero zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's actually how I'm remembering it. Like one of them's name is one 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 zero zero one zero zero one. It's like ah, our beautiful child has been born. What shall we name it? Zero one. What about one one? Ah, my grandfather's name. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> like there are four names. The crazy thing too about this. Um, is we never hear them say the first two uh, names. Like we only get one zero and zero one when they introduce the two. And so we just have to guess that one one and zero zero are the other two binary. Those names. are the other options. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when Riker first meets them and they give their names, just massive eye roll. He's like, this is zero one and this is one zero. And Riker's like, fucking of course. <laughs> One. Cool. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> Riker's really on one in this episode. He's just he like is. feeling. It. He's like, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it's kind of mean. Um, uh, this this episode was written by Maurice Hurley and Robert Lewin, Academy Award nominated for the Bold and the Brave. Both of whoa. them. Whoa. No, just just Robert Lewin. I thought that was just an Robert interesting Lewin. thing. Oh. Maurice cool. Hurley, though, I think it's it stands to, to reason. He like he he wrote. A lot of episodes of TNG, but he's also responsible for Gates McFadden being put off the show season two because he just didn't like her. What an ass. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck Maurice, right? You he suck, al- Maurice. Especially <laughs> also, with a name like Maurice. <laughs> uh, also, he he did write the original draft for the Star Trek The Next Generation movie, Generations, the first one. And apparently his draft was super holodeck heavy, where Picard (gasps) was going to go to the holodeck to talk to holodeck Kirk. So I am a little bummed out that that alternate, we we don't live in the reality where they went with that draft. But Yo, man. The alternate reality where they went with that draft is the Maurice Hurley not being an asshole. 
but he right, unfortunately yeah. he's an exactly. asshole so we didn't get that reality we did we didn't get that reality <laughs> I, uh, if i ever somehow make it to make it to hollywood and somebody offers me a star trek movie i get i i guarantee you i'm saying it right now the first draft will be just exclusively a holodeck adventure i will not involve anything that is <laughs> Important at all to the Star no, Trek lore. Yeah, <laughs> like the real. first scene of the whole, like the post credit scene. So pre credit credit scene will be holodeck stuff, like cool, like cliffhanger. Credit happens, like title ca- title card. First post title card scene will be, hey, um, where's the captain? Oh, they're in holodeck one. Boom. Never Boom. see it ever again. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, and it like cuts to the captain in like World War Two, just like come on, or it's just like a war movie, or it'll be Chris, pull a Chris Nolan, and at the very end of the movie, everyone's dying, and at the very end of the movie, you just get over the computer like, uh, Captain, we're about to dock it, uh, uh, we're about to dock it, <laughs> space uh, deck forty six. Cool, I'll be right there. And everything. Whoom. It's like, oh, what, what? I just spent two and a half hours watching nothing. That nothing would mean anything. Such a slap in the face. The whole movie, you get to know all these characters. Uh, they start dying. And then, uh, Captain, we're about to dock at Deep Space 3. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, there. yeah. Uh, computer and program. Do you think, so this, you know, we've, we've talked about, like, how people use the holodeck for PTSD, like how Belana Taurus uses it to get yeah. over her like stuff. But what if somebody gets PTSD from the holodeck? Like they, they like have been, <laughs> like they are, they do do World War One, but they do it like for real. They're like computer, no holds barred. You Let's know, go. like I want to like safety's form off. relationships with my bro. Safety, safety's off. It's like, <laughs> hey, um, have you ever just like L- Lieutenant Jackson's been just. Like really on edge all the time. It's like, oh yeah, he's doing that World War One holodeck progress. What? Like, That's not. In, that shouldn't be legal. <laughs> this part in the future, for some reason, history books have just like gotten rid of the fact that that like people in World War One got shell shock. Uh, yeah. now known as PTSD, so they just don't know that that's a possibility, and like, yeah. <laughs> they, or it's like so they just go like, curable. I wonder what World War One was like, and then like two hours later they <laughs> come out and they're like, oh my god, holy <laughs> shit! I'm just imagining O'Brien and Bashir walking out of a hollow suite with their eyes just like <laughs> the things they've seen, <laughs> like they walk yeah. up. To- I also Mark imagine like, like they have it? blood all over their face, and the minute they walk out the door, it disappears because it's hollow. Right, it's like hollow blood. Like it's like it's, like oh it's not God. there, but it feels like it's there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. It's bad. It's real bad. Uh, there is an episode where Bashir and and O'Brien come out of the hollow suite, and they just did like this sweet World War II pilot like aviation yeah. program, and they're just they like jazz as fuck. They're like hell yeah, we just had the best fucking time. <laughs> I love that they're just like such fucking nerdy bros. Flyboys, man. Yeah. Um, this episode was directed by Paul Lynch. Uh, Jan, do you want to explain this story that you read from Will Wheaton? Yeah, I love that. I love it when they're like personalities behind these directors. Uh, obviously, we 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 all tend to enjoy that. And apparently, so Will Wheaton has a story where before every take. Uh, he would go energy, 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 and 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 action. <laughs> and he's just like old British guy who would just yell this. And apparently, one time Brent Spiner was like, 
after after they started rolling, like looked at the camera and was like, "Can I get another and?" And then he just did it. He just did and 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 action. And so energy and energy and, and for some reason that just reminds so me of, of Fred Armisen's character from from uh, Portlandia and 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 action. When I read that before you gave the story, I was just like and 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 action. It's so exciting knowing that there's a director out there that starts every scene with energy, 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 and and, 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 and action. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, uh, it's just amazing. like so classically like Hollywood of a director who does not understand how acting works. Energy, energy. <laughs> He's energy like, I hear energy. that they need to have energy and they need to be excited. It's like this is a just a normal exposition scene. It's like and, 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 and. <laughs> That's like the best, Loki, the best practical joke to play, like, on your actor, if you're in, like, a really, really quiet scene, and they're like, I, all right, uh, so in this scene, you're talking to, you know, your, your son is about to die, all right, I'll, I'll call action from back there. <laughs> energy, 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 and, 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 and action. <laughs> okay. They're just like, oh, no, no, no. Um, Music in this episode, the legend, the legendary, Ron Jones, Ron, Ron Jones. Jones, Ron Jones, Ron Jones, baby. I I knew it was Ron Jones. Oh, you you always know, right? I knew it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I knew it. So fucking good. He it was, apparently yeah. composed twenty nine minutes for this episode. There's twenty nine minutes of one one zero zero one zero zero one out there. You know why I, I probably mem- remember it is because it. Whenever I play the Ron Jones experience on uh, any streaming service you can find, um, <laughs> one one zero one zero one one zero one. You get it someday, is, buddy. You got, <laughs> it. you got it. You got it. Is is always the one that that starts playing for some reason. It's because it's the first one. It's the first number. Like it probably just one. does it alphabetically. Oh yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um, and John Beasley did uh, Jazz M fourteen. The jazz piece. Yeah, this is called Jazz M14. Thank you, John. Speaking of the jazz, um, I feel like jazz is the music of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little disappointed that in Discovery, they chose uh, Gray to be a cellist and not a jazz musician. Because... (laughs) There there is... Cello can do jazz. Like pretty much any instrument can do jazz, though, right? Like, yeah, I guess he he could he could get into some jazz. I guess yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, don't know. I mean, they put or maybe they put, Adira. Uh, maybe they, they will play jazz. They put instead. what was that? Did who did one of you send that that uh, meme of all the <laughs> characters playing jazz? Jazz. Yes. Um, in that meme, who is it that plays uh, violin? Is it Keiko? Or am I Keiko, just like I think Keiko being plays obvious? Violin. Someone like, was playing violin. Violin is not; they don't use violin and jazz that often. So. Okay, all right. Well, that's in the fine. future they do. In the future they do. <laughs> no, oh no, it was a, a clarinet. Nobody's playing the violin. We got a clarinet, trombone, trumpet, clarinet, two clarinets. Oh, uh, Data's playing the violin. That's and what then, I thought. Thank you. And Scotty, like in the background, playing Thank the you. bagpipe. <laughs> Very largely. I think it makes sense that jazz would be future music. Well, for one thing, Star Trek, the original series, 
it was in the 60s and back then there was this big resurgence of jazz being used in all soundtracks like all the james bond movies have that really jazzy sound to because them because jazz is great yeah <laughs> it's uh it, in ken burns's baseball one guy says if in a thousand years the only thing that people are going to remember from america is going to be the constitution jazz and baseball i don't know about any of those things but jazz definitely i think people will remember <laughs> well you know cisco's probably super into jazz he, jazz absolutely. piano obviously yeah absolutely. um we got some guest star shout outs uh carolyn mccormick plays a role of minuet for the first time if you listen to last week's episode you'll have known carolyn mccormick because she reprised her role as minuet in the this is the origin story of minuet last week Origin story. Uh, we got Gene Dinarski. Is that you I love how that? you said that. Dinarski. <laughs> how else do you Dyn- say it? Dinarski. Like dynasty, but with like an arski. Dinarski. 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 As Commander Quinteros. I love that name. Commander Quinteros. It's, I like that it's very like a numbery. In the yeah. episode, it is about not like the numbers. Can, can I just say the first time he shows up uh, in this episode, for some reason, I was like, "Did we just see uh, John Luke Picard stand in because he wasn't yes. there for an episode?" Like for a thousand percent. <laughs> I was. I did a double take too. It's like, does Starfleet just have a thing for like dudes with that exact hairline of bald on top and hair on this like. The the I'm going to keep the hair that I have. I, my initial, go ahead, Dylan. My initial thought when I at first glimpse, I was like, "Why does Picard have a goat?" Oh, that's not Picard, <laughs> right? I thought that too, and I was like, "Oh, well, maybe they needed a pickup shot, and they had already wrapped uh, what's his name, and so they just had his stand and do it real quick because well, we weren't going to see him that that long." <laughs> Come it's in, interesting because he's he he played two different characters in the original series. Or were you saying that, Dylan? I'm sorry. I, I just no. I just keep saying Commander Quinteros. Oh, Quinteros. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a character in Fast and Furious for some reason. If it like, totally does, like Jonathan Quinteros. This is my guy. <laughs> we used to roll together in Starbase seventy four. Yeah. This is Commander Quinn. Quinteros. This is Quinn. We call him Quinn. It's like, yeah, exactly. Quinteros. This is Quinn. Full name. <laughs> Hands of a Corona. Like, yeah, yeah. Hands of a Corona. Quinteros. Yeah. Or like Quinteros. He or dies, like, of course, in the movie. Or like the way we find we find out about him is like uh, through um, what's his name the the federal officer. They like hand him a file on him, Rock. and it's like, yeah. this is oh, Quinn. Man. Jonathan Quinteros goes by Quinn. Jonathan Quinteros goes by Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> little piece of trivia. I think his name is sub, like in the draft is like Orloff or something. Orloff Quinteros or, or Orlf. And they just Orloff. don't say it. Um, if you look at the pictures of him in the original series, by the way, he looks exactly the same. It's just like Patrick Stewart. Like they, this is one of those guys who balded immediately, you know, like once they hit 20. But like just has rocked it their entire career. It's uh, a good look. Yeah. It now worked. Got- it worked. We got all the, the um, aliens. Go for it, Dylan. So we got a, a, the zero ones. I just want to say before that, Riker, for Riker episodes, he's got a thing for weird, big-headed aliens in his episodes. Um, <laughs> we got Katie Boyer as zero one. 
played a small bit role in Minority Report as a mother. Um, <clears throat> Alexandria Johnson Alexandra. as 1-0. Alexandra Johnson, sorry, uh, seemingly off the map since 1991. <laughs> uh, Kelly Ann McNally as one one, only ever acting credit ever. Uh, do you think that's like somebody's kid? They're like, oh yeah, it's like, oh you want to be on Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, I'll put just, you in just like it. um, what's his name from Fleetwood Mac? Uh, Mac, what's his name? Something uh, Fleetwood. John Fleetwood. John Fleetwood. John- Something like that. Who was plays one of the squid aliens? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Iva Lane as Zero Zero, was also a random crew member in the Star Trek The Motion Picture. The one thing that's not on here, which I couldn't find, um, I mean, we have the, it, not really guest star, but bit role of Michelle Barrett playing the computer. The one thing I couldn't find was who did the voice of the other computer? Because the, the computer the had computer. two voices this episode. So, Super weird, right? Yeah. Did they weird yeah. anybody else out? It did. Because for me, it, it was like, why is it a guy right now? It's like, because yeah. it's really serious. Dad's well, here. Dad found, computer I, voice. I found, <laughs> I found some stuff online where people, where some people were like speculating that um, it was the voice of the computer on the space station. But yeah. other uh, people were like, no, that can't be because it, was on, it wasn't the space station. Like it was very specifically the computer was, of the Enterprise in engineering. But what if it was the binars? Because the binars uploaded uh, all their shit maybe. to the thing, so like right? it, Yeah, maybe it like – or the, it, it regressed the firmware. It was like a factory reset of the Enterprise. But like nobody and the was original phased voice. by it. None of the no. people yeah, dude, on, if, on the Enterprise was phased by it. Like If I was Jordy and like a man computer voice started happening, I'd be like, what the, what the fuck's going on? That's not my ship. Yeah, yeah this is not like, the ship. <laughs> not my enterprise voice, <laughs> computer voice. Not my enterprise computer voice. And according to the trivia, this is the first time that Majel Barrett played the computer voice. Oh, really? So, yeah, for on TNG. So okay, that's, that's interesting. So maybe the guy was the original computer voice for TNG, and they slowly started well, moving Majel Barrett into the role. Well, they had female computer voices before this episode. Yeah. They just weren't played by Majel Barrett. So yeah. it's weird. So weird. Um, but I guess maybe she just wanted to be on set all the time, you know, keeping her eye on Jean. 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 Would you guys uh, recommend this episode purely on the holiday content? That's a big yes. yes. Yeah, I would My too. guys. Yeah, Yuppo. Would yep. Big, big winner on this one. <laughs> and there's one very specific reason. I mean, it's all good, but there's one very specific reason why I would uh, recommend it that I'll get to in our next segment. Yes, and our next segment is called This Week On, where we ask one of our one of our hosts to explain what happened in the episode that we watched in thirty seconds or less. Who do we have on the show this week, Jan? Uh, I believe it is uh, Darius Hamilton Smith. Darius, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Loving being in uh, not so sunny Los Angeles right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm glad that you're enjoying the weather. We're so happy to have you here. Yeah. Um, have you prepared? Did you watch every episode of Star Trek at least twice? So, yes, and I watched yeah. this episode uh, four times on the flight here. So Okay, fantastic. Well, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you. Jan, let me know when you're ready. Ready. Okay. All right, Darius, whenever you're ready. So Enterprise is getting some upgrades by this uh, these people called the Binar, and uh, 
um, Picard is going to use his own personal relaxation light while they're doing that. <laughs> and then the, uh, <laughs> and the, they, they head into the holodeck and uh, Riker Riker Bones, trombones. He plays the trombone and meets <laughs> Majel, not Majel Brett, meets uh, uh, his lover or whatever. And we find out that they, uh, Bionaris, took the ship uh, because they were going to die because of a magnetic pulse thing. Uh, and that's what we are okay. finding out. I, that was. Congratulations, Riker Bones. You. Riker Bones. My favorite part of that, though, is I'm so glad you pointed this out because I highlighted this immediately. I played it back and, like four times. Because it's personal my, relaxation. Like? Some of my favorite, some of my favorite dialogue I've ever heard in Star Trek. I've got my own. My I got to turn my my personal relaxation light. I want that? a record to be like, all right, you don't have to paint a fucking picture here. I get it, Picard. You're going to jerk off to like weird 1800s romance literature. But Riker only said that because like he knows Riker. I mean, Picard only said that because he knows Riker's like, cool, what you want? Like, what are you going to watch or whatever? Picard's like, none of your business and like scampers. Like, what is a personal relaxation? Is it, does he mean a candle? What is he talking about? I don't know. I like... Maybe he's just gonna smoke weed and just lay in bed. <laughs> that was an improvised line from Patrick Stewart, or written in the script by uh, Mike Maurice Hurley, because that sounds like something Maurice Hurley would write in there. It's a Hurley. It's a Hurley uh, for sure. Like if somebody wrote that, like if I wrote the line, it just popped in my head. My personal relaxation light, <laughs> and I like, think, what the fuck is that? I don't know. Sounds like the future. <laughs> I bet it was originally like I'm gonna light a candle, and Gene was like Gene Roddenberry was like they won't have candles in the future. It's like what? Why wouldn't they have candles? They just wouldn't no have fire. Them. No fire. They you know, just one fire. of those random like I'm the creator of this. Yeah. So I get to like Fine. how personal George Lucas is like relaxation light. Okay, a personal relaxation light. Gene, how does that work? He's like perfect. That's great. Gene's just sitting on set, and Picard says, "I'm gonna light my a uh, nice candle," and he just goes. Nope, stop, stop. Stop. Sorry. No more uh, energy. Hold on. We don't uh, burn things anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, we don't burn things anymore. Can we change it to something like personal relaxation light? It doesn't have to specifically be that, but something like that. The Patrick's just like, yeah, okay. Right. I'll, I'll, I'm just going to say personal relaxation light. That's, I can't think of anything <laughs> else. The thing that I popped into my head else. was like the, the um, sleep lights or like the, the sleep rhythm lights. The Philips like... Uh, yeah, yeah. The ones that people use light. when you know to help them like ease into going to sleep, like they're a right. thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I imagined like a tall lampshade thing that points directly on your body, and he lays down like <laughs> like a tanning very bed or something. Straight, yeah, like a weird tanning <laughs> bed. Or we, we've talked about in the future how weirdly dystopian the beds are in Star Trek. Like they look like the least comfortable. Like this is a metal bed sheet. It's made out of tin Space foil. Blanket. Th- this, this pillow, which has no give. It's just a hard pillow. Yeah. Uh, and you have to sleep with your communicator on. So like having a personal relaxation light is huge. That's a really big, that's something only captains always... get. <laughs> that was actually, yeah. that was actually the card flex. flexing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On Riker. Riker's like, God, fuck it. Someday I got to get my own command because I got to get a personal You know what I'm going lights, to do? Man. I'm going to go to my quarters, sit down, turn on my own personal relaxation <laughs> light. All right. Now Picard. just imagine Jesus him getting, getting into his room, PRL? sitting at his desk and flipping the light on. It just click and him going, 
I'm <sighs> staring ahead, not doing anything else, but just staring. Just, just fucking vibing, man. He's just vibing with his PRL. It's like future drugs. Like there's yeah. some weird future light drug that just like we uh, found some light in a different part of the spectrum that we nobody knows about. It like flashes about. the light in a certain way that it like puts you under, yeah. basically. <laughs> God, I could fucking use well, that. Like I could light use heroin. No, yeah, now imagine somebody running in and being like, Captain Picard, we couldn't reach you. And he's like slumped over in the chair like, <laughs> like, like fuck. Uh, nah, we gotta go to the commander. Uh, he's using his PRL. <laughs> I told you you can't be using this all the they time. Drag him to the sonic shower like, wake up! Yeah. <laughs> that light is still relaxing. <laughs> that light ain't <laughs> Gives me a shot of adrenaline, like a hypo spray of adrenaline right in the chest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that we've spent at least 20 minutes talking about his beautiful personalization life. um, (laughs) There's so many good moments in this episode. This episode is so good. I, I want to say it so much for me, like the thing that really, really stood out and a lot of things stood out, but like was this really great smash cut from like the red alert on the ship, like the empty corridors of the Enterprise mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the holodeck mid-conversation with Riker. So yeah. It was just a really great little contrast. And we don't see that sort of like artfulness the, in Star Trek very often. Yeah, the visuals in this whole episode totally. felt incredibly unique compared to everything else. Like <clears throat> there's some camera movements that are really like cool and weird and kind of wild and handheld. And also the... The special effects of the Enterprise docking oh, was so good. I was say, the docking sequence. It looked so incredible. This felt it still like looks a great. movie. This felt like a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little, a little trivia like there. A they didn't take. They did. Re- <laughs> they reused <laughs> some shots from apparently some visual effect shots from the search for Spock. And yeah. they took out the like the old Enterprise and they put in the new one. Okay. But they still use like the model of the Enterprise. I mean, we've it, talked about the models before. It looks so good. It looks it in- incredible. Yes. I was that was on my list of things. I was like, man, it's on my list. And it's too. early. It's early. It's first season, uh, next gen. So I feel like they don't do this anymore later on because it's like season yeah, it's one. They had to like wow people and be like. Look at this new ship. Look how cool it is. Like, <laughs> I, I was wowed. I got to say, this is the most like cre- visually creative episode of Star Trek that yeah. I've seen in a weird way. Like, it does a lot of weird stuff that you don't usually see. And that was pretty and, and incredible. I, and I want to point out that it's just, and I'm saying just in quotes, because I don't think that more is better ne- necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, I actually be- usually believe less is more. Uh a shot of the big Starbase 74, which I love the design. I love that they kept it into TNG because, yeah, you would build that and you wouldn't upgrade it every 20 years. No, it's just, no. That's the thing. That's 100 years old and it still works. Yeah. Um, and it and the model flying in and docking. That's it. Whereas, like, I never get that sense of scale or wow. Even, like, Discovery this season, the really cool Starfleet headquarters with, the like, the shield around it and the cloaking yeah. device. Like, I should have felt that. It doesn't like kind of thing. And I did these when shots they entered feel it, like they're actually like in space. Yeah. Yeah. These shots feel like they're actually in space. Mm. Whereas yeah. like in Discovery, it's like it's like science fiction space. It's like not real space, but it's like science fiction space. You know, this kind of felt like it was actually space. We're gonna get to talk about this later when we actually do this episode, but you know where I did feel that sense of scale when I shouldn't have felt that felt that sense of scale was during the uh 
the uh, fight within the turbo lift in Discovery. <laughs> I'm so we'll get to I don't that even, later. The turbo I don't lift want to fight. Talk about it. Uh, it makes me so it. angry. I felt so I felt so much sense of scale. <laughs> we are gonna. We're going to get so off track. I, I'm, not, re- I'm not no, recalling not if that. we talk. <laughs> Enterprise D is the biggest ship in Starfleet. And it's like, this thing is too big, mm-hmm. is basically what Starfleet <laughs> decides. It's like, we got to go back to making smaller ships. You know, the Enterprise E is back to like big ship status, but also not excessive. Yeah. What is going on in that Discovery ship? Anyways. I, uh, <laughs> I want to bring us back down to Earth. Uh, Please. By qu- quoting... There are uh, many incredible Riker quotes that Please. I think we'll save when we get inside the holodeck. But one outside of the holodeck that I I adored oh, was when steal my quote. No, go for it. <laughs> I might be, but uh, it's when Data and Jordy are painting. Yep, and You'd steal it, and Riker's Riker's like a blind man teaching an android how to paint. I'm sure somebody would like to it, hear he says, about that. <laughs> yeah, because he's leaving them. He's like, uh, you know, keep a record of this. They might want it in the future. And like, Jordy's kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, and he's like, a blind man teaching an android how to paint? I'm sure someone's going to want a couple pages for that. <laughs> Doors close. And Jordy's like, fuck you. No, dude. he did. He reacted like, what a fucking asshole, asshole, man. What That's the fuck? my boss? <laughs> Data's like, I think I just felt offended for the first yeah. time ever. Like, I'm now Riker, more human. Riker, like, is a real dickhead. This episode. Yeah. This episode. He's, He's like when your boss asshole. is feeling like, it's Friday. I'm cool. <laughs> you know, I just watched an episode of whatever, like, thing that makes him feel young again. He's like, hey, yeah. hey making the jokes. <laughs> and it also, Singer. during this episode, it definitely felt like he was... <clears throat> Because he had that line after uh, personal relaxation light where he's like, I never really know how to budget my time on leave. So I'm, I'll, I'll find something. So it almost felt like Riker, Riker, like going around the ship. trying he's to look hey, so weird. You want to hang out? And they're like, nah, um, we're going to we're play. Painting. We're going to go play uh, Precy Squares. Do you want to come play? Nah, I don't want to do that. And then he goes like, I could kill somebody or like, something. Hey, dude, you want to hang out? She's like, Nah, I'm I'm gonna go like see this really perf- like famous scientist. Like, I got some questions. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> He's like a cybernetics scientist, too, yeah. right? Yeah, it's something cool. The thing that was weird to me is like he just kept going into people's rooms unannounced. And is this like <laughs> something that he does regularly, where like he'll just like pop into into Beverly Crusher's out in room and be like, Hey, he's like the Kramer of the the, of the enterprise <laughs> <or something. laughs> yeah like hey you want to hang out like dude you got to stop doing that man like you can't just come into my room <laughs> hello riker <laughs> yeah this really uh, felt hello, like riker. riker riker trying to figure his shit out <laughs> i want to point out actually that data and jordy were painting in the ready room yeah no, excuse me the the uh observation the room where they make all the plans because all the ships yeah. on the, the yeah. observation deck so okay. they were like hey sorry we've Actually, we reserved the observation deck for like three hours so and we I, could paint. I'm pretty sure you I can't could be sure. wrong, but I'm pretty sure um, uh, Crusher was in medical bay, like in her office in the medical bay. Was she? Okay. Yeah. I thought that was her room. It might have been. <laughs> well, I mean, she, been. she might as well be. She's always yeah. there. Yeah. I do really love the idea of Data like texting Jordy and being like, hey, uh, I kind of want to learn how to be creative or paint would you want to paint with me for like three hours and jordy's like yeah man that's so exciting i would love to do that with you (laughs) 
<laughs> I think Lower Decks does a really good job of capturing how kind of sincerely lame everybody is in yes. Starfleet. Especially with their with, like talent with, nights and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially with um what's his name? Uh Boimler? Oh my uh, not Boimler, but no, Tendi and, and uh, oh, yeah, and Darrow's character, Jean- who, yeah, Rutherford, their characters, Rutherford. yeah, Rutherford. They're so like sincere and excited, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. so nice, yeah. Uh, these uh, so these binars, uh, pretty <laughs> like it's pretty iconic, I think, design of aliens in Star Trek, and we never ever see them again until lower decks they're like it's briefly, weird yeah 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 they're, they're um, really interesting creative species i feel like i could be wrong but i feel like uh galaxy quest used them as like inspiration for the aliens in a way yeah because they feel totally. kind of like the galaxy quest aliens we need your help they have that weird voice <laughs> yeah. yeah we need your help apparently fun fact about galaxy quest that was a voice that was just like just happened in in an audition and some they were just like do something weird do something different and that guy was like mm, hello and they were like perfect that's incredible it. that's Great. it like <laughs> was it the person that they cast I think it was okay, the main thank guy, God. yeah. Because I hate yeah. hearing stories of like, yeah, they I came up with this it. great joke in my yeah. audition. They're like, cool, it's not going to be you because you're not the look we're looking for, but we're going to yeah. make every person who auditions do that <laughs> line from here on out. I think it was the main guy. I don't know. It's in the documentary about Galaxy Quest, which I highly recommend. Um, it's really, really great. Um, I like I like these really, they're these really thoughtful moments. Uh, I think I and I have to give credit to Paul Lynch because it's probably false to the director. When Picard and Riker, after they like stop the Enterprise from being stolen and mm-hmm. they get up, or maybe it's the actors, they get up basically the exact same way. Yeah, they get up from the can- console and it's like they became little binaries themselves. You know, like they worked as a little unit. Yeah. I just think that this episode does a lot of little playful things like that. Yeah. Uh, work as a duo. One of my favorite uh, parts of this episode <laughs> was um, when uh, Picard and Riker exit the holodeck and they're going to figure out what's going on. There's a shot of them walking down the hallway and they're walking in sync. Like their arms and their yeah. legs are moving at the exact same rate. It's yes. so weird. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be intentional, right? It has to be. Yeah. Because I've yeah. never seen it before. And they all get up at the same time. It has and to be. The other part about that was um, Riker, <laughs> Riker being like, I don't know, man. Like set the self destruct timer. And then we have like, it's the time. We have five minutes. Like, and like, what, Picard's like, we get more Picard's like, no, like we can get up there pretty quickly, hopefully. And then we'll have to take back the bridge. But he, Picard made it feel like it's going to take them a majority of the five minutes to get up to the bridge. <laughs> and then <laughs> you see, you see the, um, you see the clock as they're leaving and it's like four minutes and like 30 seconds. And then they get to the bridge and they have a, like a conversation about how are we going to get in there? And then Riker goes like, we have to have only like what, four minutes left. I'm like, it took you 30 seconds to get from engineering to the bridge. (laughs) Like you have way less than four minutes left, Riker. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Like you got to get that internal clock figured out. I felt the same way. Like right when, uh, Things go from like zero to a hundred really fast, and Data's like, "The ship's gonna fucking blow up in like three minutes," <laughs> and then they like 
<laughs> they like they're shuttling everyone out, and you can only transport like three people at a time. And then like they there are like on- nine fucking pads. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have to interrupt you. There are nine sorry. spots on the transporter pad, and they're like, uh, just like four of you. Hold on. And they've got like a new guy on the transporter console, and he's like, um, okay, hold on. I, I have to find the Starbase 74 key codes. I just, it's just going to be a second. second. <laughs> There's like a line still. around the block of Everyone people. Everyone hold like, still. Hold still. <laughs> I'm still looking for it, but hold still. Don't move. Don't Dave, move. move. You can't move. <laughs> Dave, you move. I got to redo the calculations. Like, this, like Where's fucking shit. O'Brien? Oh, he's already, he's, he's on he's the off. stage. He George Costanza his way off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just thought it was so funny no, how slow it was yeah. going, the evacuation. <laughs> it was incredibly slow. And then once everyone's off the ship, they're only supposed to have four minutes and Data and Jordy are walking around like they're on vacation, and there's yeah. like one minute left. And Data's like, "Well, okay, let's." Uh, I guess. All right, I'll... do you know where Picard is? Picard on board? And Jordy's like, "Well, they may have already left. I'm not sure. Maybe we should. No, we should probably let's let's go. Okay, I think it's time to leave now. And it's like there's like 30 seconds. And this thing's gonna blow. <laughs> Yeah, the antimatter. Okay, just making sure. I'm just gonna close all the browser tabs unless you want to keep them open. Uh, keep them open because if we come back, I like to be able to look. Like if it, if this works out, I want to. Okay, I'll leave them open. Uh, I'll also know data. Data immediately tells Wesley like, "Hey, um, if want first item of business, evacuate the ship. Two, set a course outside of the space station. Three, get off the bridge." And Wesley's like, "Great." I'm not gonna do any of those things. Yeah. Like he doesn't do any of them. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say I, I missed it in my recap, but one of the, my favorite, like one of my, what the fuck are you thinking? I uh, things was all <laughs> Riker and Picard, and I'll even throw Data in there. Leave the security of the flagship ship <laughs> to a teenage kid. They're like That's classic they're track, like, man. Hey, Wesley, that is classic track. Keep an eye on them for me. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> he like tosses him the keys and it's like, watch him for me, eh, kid? And then yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, incredible. it's like you have the plumber come in and you're like, uh, I mean, like this person does this all the time. They're not going to steal anything. They're not going to do anything. There's just a contractor. They're just doing a job. But I probably need somebody to be at this house. Like it's probably yeah. just like I'll leave my teenage son just so they like have the like I can't steal anything. I can't even take like a twenty off of the counter, you know? Well I feel like and, I feel like this was Riker's suggestion because Riker is hella judgy to these the binaries. Totally. He's, He's like, like I don't trust me. I don't fucking trust these people. Well, and I feel like earlier on Picard was like all right, let's let them do their job. And Riker was like, you know, maybe we should have somebody like stay back uh, just to watch over them. And Picard's like, why? And he's like, I don't know, I just kind of have a weird feeling about him. We <laughs> all have another like, Wesley right, moment. We have like another Wesley being slightly like racist towards an alien like species like he had with Worf a uh, moment where he like, goes up to the one human there is like i got a question about the binars and the guy's like i'm busy just ask them like just why, ask them. why are you coming right here about that <laughs> ask them and he goes over and it's like what language are you guys speaking why aren't you why aren't you speaking my you, language basically why do you speak english <laughs> i feel like speak and then they're like and then they're like oh it's our language that we speak and that's, he's like that's just how what do you we understand speak. the 
that stuff so quickly. <laughs> Basically, like if someone was speaking Spanish really quickly, you'd be like, but how do you take in all that information quickly? Like, I don't know. It's just how we talk. We just do it. Like, uh, it's I feel just... like the guy that he asked, like overheard that and is like, Hey, Wes- Wesley, come over here. I, you know, I'll answer your questions. <laughs> hey buddy. Um, I didn't know how racist you were. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to ask them like a technical question, not some like weird shit about their language. They're literally working right now. So God. you're a bridge. You're on the bridge of the ship. You were asked to. St- okay. All right. And then that's, that that's sweat, not my ship. Picard okay. comes up and is like, how are things going? The guy's like, oh my God. And Wesley's like, great. Things are going awesome. awesome. All right. I just had a question for, for these guys. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, why why do some of you have two holes on your left side ear and <laughs> and some of you have two holes on the right side ear? It's like it's just like we're binars. Everything is binary. Also, That's just what we are. Just read the Wikipedia article. Fuck. Also, uh, uh, Riker uh, when he first meets the binars, being like, so so, so what's up with these guys? And the guys like, well, yeah. they're not guys. Oh, girls. They're they're not girls either. They're girls. Not girls either. Just I love that Riker immediately assumes that they're men. Like I know he was <laughs> he's such a skeezy he's a skeezy dude in this episode. He is. He's like the skeeziest. He is the most riker. And the buyers pick up on it. They're like, yeah. All right, we we figured out the angle. We, we know, know how to get this guy. <laughs> yeah. We, stuck yeah, in we know a... how to get this guy. <laughs> that's a good do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Because that's a pretty good uh transition. I wanna talk about the holodeck, man. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna talk about the holodeck? Um, uh, yeah, I just wanna, there's I, else. I yeah. wanted to let me check my list real quick because I just I love this episode yeah. Uh, yeah so much oh at the end when Picard is like all right the helm yeah I know how to do this when he's like <laughs> typing on the pad it reminds me of like when your grandparents like use texting on the phone they're like pecking away at it like all right, is this working? And the text, like, I half expected Picard to, like, blow up the text on the pad. Like, I just can't read this Elkar's thing. This is, okay, fine. Uh, um, warp two. And, oh, okay. All right. I think it works. Frecker's, like, texting Deanna, like, Frecker's at the helm. It's not <laughs> looking good. It's not when this happened for me, I... I had the opposite for some reason. Like I can see what you guys are saying, but I saw uh, him sit, pick your heart, sit down. And he was like, well, it's been a while since I've took the con, but I'm going to get us home. And then he like does stuff. And he's like, well, got like, I did it. And then like, to me, Riker's face was like, yeah, you pressed a couple of buttons. Like literally (laughs) all you had to do was like Google Starbase 74 and tell the computer, go there. You weren't even even flying the ship. Like, yeah. (laughs) Engage. (laughs) Most of that stuff's got to be automated. The the more impressive thing is like, can you dock this thing yourself, Picard? Yeah. Good thing I'm here because I can dock this thing. We'll deal with that when we get to it. Uh, Okay, yeah, let's let's uh, check out the archives. And yeah, let's we'll uh, come take back a peek inside the archives. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise D, ten forward. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Lopez, what are you? Why are you beeping to yourself? Oh, oh I, I'm I, I'm sorry. Uh, I am learning Binar, uh, which is an elegant and beautiful language. 
Yeah, but you're, what's bi? What? You're what's you're learning binary. You're learning it. Why would you? Is it what? learnable? It is learnable. In fact, it is at its base very simple. It is ones and zeros, as you would say, uh, but. You can have very elegant combinations. I was just reading some binar poetry. I don't know if you could hear. Hey, you, can you just can you speak English? Like, cause we can't, we can't understand. Oh, I I cannot speak yeah. English. I I don't speak English. Oh right, you're Universal speaking translator. it. Oh, you're not. Oh shit. Wait, why isn't the Universal Translator picking up binar? Yeah, uh, I I believe it is too complex of a language. Uh, in its simplicity, that's that kind the, of the universal. That blows kind of my weird. mind because isn't the universal translator a computer? Shouldn't it be able to read ones and zeros? Yeah, it it, it should. I think it it maybe is just excluding people who aren't intelligent enough to fully grasp uh, this language. Uh, okay, all right. That's kind of mean. I was well, I'm intelligent you... enough to help get the the enterprise back. All right. So, what do you mean? What do you... Huh? Well, I was on I was on board the Enterprise with Riker and Picard, so and I helped them bring it back and figure out what was going on. It was cool. <laughs> That's not fun. what I, I heard. No, I I do not recall that. In fact, I believe I saw you on the station. Nah, at Starbase seventy four. Nah, I was yeah. in, I was in uh, I was in holodeck three, and then I moved my way into holodeck four, uh, where Minuet and Riker were with Picard. That's why. That's why they didn't know I was there. Kind of like Picard and Riker. Okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm checking a, right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm ahead, having Bert. a hard time believing this right now because I think I remember seeing you as I was, um, yeah, just coming out of a room. Must have been somebody the, that looked like me because I was definitely on on the Enterprise 100. I've pulled up some 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 transporter records here. Uh, and it does say that you beamed. I'll pull up the video. Perhaps somebody used your comm badge to beam off the Enterprise. The magnetic field is getting out. Get out of the way. It's getting, everything's going to explode. Hurry up. Hurry up. Transport me out of here. Get out of my way, kid. Transport me out of here. Transport me out of here. Hurry up. Hurry up. No, that definitely, definitely that, was that, not that, me. That, that looks, looks like a you. lot like you, that Tom. That looks exactly like you, Tom. I, I'm the, not, the way you walk, too, when, you know how your arms kind of go out to the sides? That, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely totally not that you. much of a, ca- of a coward. I would not have just... I That video showed... Whoever that was, pushing two children and an mm-hmm. elderly person out of the way to get yeah. to get yeah. to yeah. Okay, well, let me check. There's a higher quality security camera on yeah. Starbase no, you 74. Know what? Maybe okay. Maybe fine. Their logs it, fine. Could. It, fine. Fine. It was. It was me. Is that what you want me to say? That I was. That's all. That I peed myself a little bit because I was scared that we were going to explode. The ship didn't was going to explode. That. I didn't. We didn't Sorry. notice that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I, it didn't I'm, show in the video. We didn't see it. So we didn't You, you know. could have actually not mentioned that part. You guys were probably terrified as well, but you guys were probably already off the ship when it happened, so... Yeah, I was. I was hey. I was off the ship. I, I'm sorry, by the way, I, I missed your uh, your game, your Parisi Square game. No, part. it's okay. Could I... Um, sorry to bother you guys, but could I borrow some replicator rations? I'm really hungry. And the oh. food you guys have looks really what good. Happened I'm to starting yours? to get a little why, woozy. Yeah, why don't you just use your replicator rations? Oh, that sounds I, very <laughs> to me. Okay, okay. Uh, I, it's I just got them uh, confiscate. Like I just don't have them anymore. What is that? How, what do you mean? 
Usually you have to commit some sort of error I, to get or, a fine or, like or that, break up yeah. a law, yeah. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I, you know the pre-C Squares game that I was subbing for? Yeah. Um, Worf and Tasha and those two other guys, well, that guy and that lady, they were all really excited about it. Yeah, I subbed in and a uh, guy killed somebody or somebody died in the game and it just happened to be from something that I did. Uh, okay, yeah, that sounds like you killed somebody. Well, you yeah, some- I you mean, you know what? Okay, it was an accident, okay? I, I bought this ion mallet from a guy, uh, and he said it was, like, the best ion mallet that there was, and I checked the rules, and it didn't say anything against using your own ion mallets, you know? Um, you brought a you brought a illegal uh, enhanced ion mallet into the Precy Nobody game? Okay, nobody said that it was... I, I didn't know it was illegal. I bought it from from um, some guy, and he said, like, hey, this is this is the stuff, like, you're gonna kill in Precy Squares, so... I you got did. it. It turns out you did kill. You did. Yes. Okay. I, I. Yes. A man died because I hit him in the head. With an he, ion mallet. With an you ion hit mallet. Him it in was the an head with your ion mallet. It was an accident. Okay. It was an accident, and then the man fell over, flipped over, and snapped his neck in half. Per, it was an per, awful. An, so you didn't. An, an kill accident him. is when you pee yourself while you're. Trying to beam okay. off of the Enterprise, right. okay? We were playing the game, Blopec. We were playing the game, and he just happened to get in my way, and I smacked him in the nog, okay? And you know, as the binars would say, I am... <sighs> and that's just a, a... That's, I think, can't be put any better. I guess Riker's right yeah. in the sense that subs really do mess with the flow of the game. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Uh, but I got punished. Uh, I don't have any. They didn't give me replicator rations because the uh, they couldn't really put me on trial because all the binars were taking up all the oh yeah the, the rooms. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's so, so little crime in a federation that the court systems are not equipped to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm also not the first person to accidentally kill somebody on in Precy Squares. Okay, sure, but usually it's because of an accident, not because they brought in a legal. That ion was an, It was an accident. Okay. It, Everyone get out of my way! 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 Get out of my way. <laughs> See, Tom, look at this. It's Tom, a, it's, it's a Tom uh, sorry, I was just replaying the alert sound through the pad. <sighs> he's gone. He's out He's gone. He's out the door. Oh, I think he peed himself again. Yeah, I saw a little bit of wetness coming down his right leg. <laughs> All right. Yes. Holodeck. Menu wet. My favorite oh my line God. of this whole of this whole Everyone's favorite episode. Line. It has to be everyone's favorite line, right? As he first walks in, he's like, "Oh, I love the atmosphere, love it, love it, love it." He's like, "All right, how about uh, how about a trio, uh, uh, p- uh, bass, so piano? So uh, I can't remember the third one." He's like, "And a bone for me, and a bone, <laughs> and a bone for me." For me. <laughs> I'll take a bone. And the computer, just like in schisms, should have been sarcastic and give him an actual like femur. <laughs> Oh, wh- oh! You meant a trombone? Be more a little specific, okay? Be don't a little be bit more specific. The, don't be a douche, okay? A the, bone for you? The amount of swag that he embodies the moment he steps foot into that holodeck—he's oh, like Commander Riker—and then he steps in and is like, 
Oh, man. And a bone for me. And a bone. And, <laughs> give me that bone. <laughs> give me that bone. Um, wh- I want to say Riker one of my bones. favorite lines. There are so many incredible Riker lines in like a one minute span right when he walks in. It honestly blew my mind how many incredible one-liners he had. Uh, one of my favorites, though, was when he walks up to Minuet for the first time. He says, what's your ma- what's your name? And tell me you love jazz. <laughs> and tell me you love jazz. She's like, and then she's like my name is Minuet, I love all- and I love jazz. I love all jazz except for Dixieland. Why don't you like Dixieland? You can't dance, you can't to, dance it. to it. My girl. Oh my god! It's it's, it's so, so campy and fantastic. It's but like, so just 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 imagine a man coming in uh, like at a bar and being like, "What's your name?" and tell me you love. Tell me you love jazz. Tell me tell me post rock. <laughs> you know. What's your name? And tell me you love Coldplay. <laughs> the the the. Um, the worst part about this pickup line for me is Riker knows that she loves jazz because it's the holodeck. She's been and he specifically asked for somebody in this holodeck. <laughs> I guess that's what makes it like kind of okay because he knows this is like a test. He knows that this is tailored for him. Yeah. So he's like, he can really play it up and just kind of, you know, be Riker. Riker. <laughs> this is his weird fantasy. Yeah, like it's me and like three literally expert, like world run, like all these jazz players that they cast are jazz yeah. players. Uh, <laughs> and me on the bone. On the bone. And for this hot babe. That brings up another thing, which um, I love the consistency uh, on TNG that everyone, that Riker sucks at trombone because yeah. the guy, the, even yeah. the computer. <laughs> In the holodeck, tells him, "I wouldn't quit your day job." Like this whole yeah, about day that, job. I wouldn't quit my. Day. Quit this my whole day. this whole interaction he has with the with the characters is so great. The guy leaning over the base, being like, "Hey, man, think somebody likes you?" Like, it's like, yeah, she's literally the only person here, and she's programmed to be into and me. And Riker being yeah. like, so "Are you good. sure she doesn't like my playing?" And then the guy being like, "About that, no, don't quit the suck, day job. Dude. You suck, dude." <laughs> And like when he goes over to her and they start like chatting and then it, it cuts back to the um to the aliens, the binars, and they look at each other and they're like, shit's about to get really weird. Well, we fuck, need to yeah. fuck <laughs> I didn't expect this to like develop the way it did so quickly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. We thought it would take a little bit longer for him to get to that point. <laughs> Riker and Minuet are making out at one point and Picard just strolls in like, ah, looks like you're enjoying the program. It's like the equivalent of like in, in college, you know, like if you walk in your, your roommate and he's like awkwardly doing something with his pants, like, what's it, what, um, hey buddy, what's up? It's like, oh, uh, nothing. Just, um, this was, this is the, this college, was like this is the college scene where you walk into your dorm room and you have a shared living space and your roommate's yeah. making out with somebody and you go like, oh, cool, you got you got guests over. You mind if I... And you like cool. sit down on the couch across from them yes. to watch TV. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to exactly watch some Star Trek. Oh, you're watching, like you watching this movie? Oh, I love this movie. This and then you like great. sit down. He comes in so Riker's like, okay, Picard. Because um, <laughs> like really impressive program. Riker's like, yeah. Yeah, it's a very impressive program for me. It's my hey Picard. Remember when it I told you like, I don't really know how to 
manage my time, my time. during leave <laughs> and that I would find and something. Something? <laughs> I found something. I found something. <laughs> I feel like Picard's eyes when he walked in, he walked in and was like, oh, hey. Cool. <laughs> and Picard and cool Riker vibe. looks at him and Picard's like, I can leave if you want me to leave. And Riker's like, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. And, and then, like, it's... I imagine him, like, giving the thumbs up, being like, this is awesome, man. Like, this is so cool. But also, <laughs> honestly, I, just... I think sincerely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dice. I was just like, can I just say this is some serious uh, karma on uh, Riker's part? Because Picard basically does to Riker what Riker did to everybody else, being like, hey, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> totally. You want to hang out? Yeah. Like, Because Picard got sick of his personal relaxation light and his book, like, and he's like, I wonder what Riker is doing. <laughs> I know, he's, like, he's like one chapter into A Tale of Two Cities, and he's like, who, who the fuck am I? Who am I doing this for? I'm not going to read this. Who am I doing this for? I'm not into this. this. I read it Riker, Riker was basically asking me if he wanted to hang out. I of course I want to hang out with my first op. I'm gonna go find Riker more often. (laughs) It's right when his light goes out. He's like, ah, and it goes and goes out, and he's like, fuck, I gotta hang out with Riker. I gotta shut the book. Shut the Riker. And uh, I love how the minuet program is like. Hey, maybe I can make this a. Spicy, like I can. She's like angling for the devil's threesome. She's like starts speaking French. To, yeah. to Picard, and you could see on Riker's face, like, "Whoa, whoa! This was whoa! This was our thing." What do you, hey, Picard? What do you need to get out of here? <laughs> I love that I they do. both speak French poorly. As a French speaker, it's yeah. just I, it tickles me wonderfully. Yes. And, and it's clear Patrick Stewart worked really hard on saying the words correctly, mm-hmm. and he does a good job. But it's like this man is not a Frenchman. No. <laughs> it's like, but everybody's a Parisian uh, and it's cute. And, uh, and, uh, but it, it is not French, but learning, to, learning another language is tough. Yeah. I do think this is a, if you're going to learn anything about the holodeck, if this is your first like journey, I think this is a vital, a must watch holodeck episode because they introduce all the concepts, of what the holodeck is incredibly well and they kind of tell you like this is tailored for you and it's less of like when they first show the holodeck with you know uh data jumping in like a fucking superhero and stuff it's like <laughs> you don't really get it but like this episode you get it you, well, they have the, they yeah, have the I, moments where Riker and Picard are like it's like she knows exactly what I was gonna want it to say and like normally the holodeck characters aren't this like intuitive like and so it's explaining yeah. how the holodeck wasn't as like cool until it got upgraded i, I kind of get the feeling that because they also mentioned like the ways that we've seen the holodeck before like yeah sometimes it's forests sometimes it's like whatever it's like the holodeck was pretty new ish technology mm-hmm. to the federation starships they're kind of like the rec room you know like just a place to hang out but they weren't very sophisticated and then the yeah. binars like injected this sweet programming and from here on out like starfleet just copy and pasted the code and put it in all their like yeah all their yeah. holodeck programming I, and now it's like that's why there's so often issues with holodecks because it's too, they, too smart they don't know how to, they don't really know how to fix this they just like got this technology yeah. <laughs> i like to think that like tom paris like has like an og minuet program and he like, yeah, goes got, up there, he's like yo yo i got i scored an og 
minuet. That's bullshit, man. Nobody has it. Nobody has it. <laughs> Riker doesn't Riker. even have the minuet. Riker, Riker doesn't even have find her. I know. I he, know. He kept trying to reprogram it and get one. It's like, yeah, but like, I got it though. This I is knew it. a guy who stopped by the Binar home world. Oh, the one that got rebooted? Yeah, the one that got rebooted. Yeah. <laughs> I do love imagining like, like very hard to come by holodeck programs. Oh, like, totally. It's, I mean, it's the only like, like uh, market-based thing I can think of in Star Trek. It's sure. like hard to find hollow programs that hey, are you, very valuable. Yeah, it's like yeah. I got a I got a first edition Captain Fo- uh, Captain Proton. Really? First. Yeah. yeah. Untouched. Oh, Untouched. The, the way I got it is because it it went with Voyager to the Delta Quadrant. And they never got the software updates because they were stuck in the Delta Quadrant. So Tom Paris <laughs> was using the OG unpatched they're uh, like, Captain Proton. <laughs> they're like baseball cards. They like, totally are. Tom Paris is like somebody's like grandfather. He's like, my grandpa died. I got this box of holodeck programs. <laughs> Holy shit. Like the original Captain Proton. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you guys uh do you get anything more from from this? Uh um man, I can't one believe you called the another, trombone. Another a winner. Bone. <laughs> we just we should spend some more time on that. It's it is my favorite thing about that episode. I I was by myself in my living room and I burst out laughing like very, very <laughs> And you know what? Props to two takes Frakes on this because, like, he plays it straight. He just he is does. like, these are the lines, and, and I'm just going to play it straight. I'm not. There's Especially, no sense of irony absolutely. or anything. When he's like selecting the hair color of the woman, and he's like, blondes and jazz seldom go together. It's like, what the fuck are you talking like, about, bro? It's like, just say you want brunette. <laughs> just tell us what you want. The binary's like, just tell us what color you want. Stop just, making us like flip through all the options. <laughs> Like, what about this lady with this, like, insane amount of heathered, uh, feathered 80s hair? It's like, not bad, (laughs) but no. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Do we want to rate this thing? I absolutely do. I I want, desperately want to rate this thing. Me too. Uh, All right, guys. Dialogue. Five. Five. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) There's... These lines, unbeatable. (laughs) Yeah, I, man, the dialogue is good, but is it great? Is it a five? Yes. (laughs) A lot of the, a lot of what makes this dialogue great is the camp factor to me. I knew he was gonna do this. He always does this. He always does this. All right, four point five. It's really good. It's really good. But like, I don't want to pressure is... you into a high score. You could say it's a two if you wanted. Right. Yeah. No. No. This is 4. the best 5. dialogue. Like, it's good dialogue. This is the best dialogue I've heard in any holodeck episode ever. In my Whoa, opinion. Oh, that's a lot. That's a that's a big statement. I gave it a five, be- but I'm not sure if I'd be because <laughs> the thing is, is there is a one minute sequence where Riker shoots <laughs> off at least like. 20 zingers and they all slap I, and I don't know there's no way I've never seen anything like it I'm sorry I think it's incredible Dylan if, if you yeah. said what you just said to somebody not even 20 years ago they'd be like 
Is this guy speaking a different doing? language? What the, f- <laughs> what the fuck did he- Dylan just said in a one minute sequence, this guy th- uh, throws out so many zingers and they all slap. And that guy would be, someone would be like, what? I don't understand it. What's yeah, a zinger my- and why do they slap? <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I love it. It's just... <laughs> How about that romance? Because I think it's like while it's weird and creepy, it it's great. I think I, I give it a five. I mean, this is like Riker's love of his life, basically. This is, this is Riker's episode. It, this is the ultimate Riker episode. So the episode we watched beforehand, like they used minuet, right? And Riker, uh, minuet. Oh my god. And the way he says that in that episode makes me go, because I hadn't seen this episode in a long time, so Same. I didn't really remember it. So the way he said it, I was like, oh, did in, in, in one, one, zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one, do they spend like a life together? Like, is no. it like a Picard situation where he spends it's like a like whole two life? two fucking hours. No, they spend like two <laughs> hours and Riker, so this really goes to show like Riker's brain or like How? Riker. <laughs> Riker like loves this woman after two hours of just like the first date, and it's not even the first date. It's like three the first time years ever later, met. and yeah. three years later, Riker's like, "Oh my god!" He's, He's talking about her like teenager. they spent a lifetime together and they were married. Yeah, absolutely, and it's like, oh, but she's really important to you. It's like, yeah, yeah, she's really fucking she was important hot. to me. She was really hot. She was, she was total she's... babe, and she liked jazz, but not Dixieland. <laughs> You wouldn't understand, kid. You wouldn't understand. It's, it's literally like he has a teenager brain and like he had a love at first sight moment and he will never forget that no. ever again. And when people ask him, they'll be like, oh, is that somebody you dated for a long time? Let me He's tell like, you something, only. kid. Yeah, if only. He's when like, you get, you get three you loves in your lifetime. <laughs> you and get three big loves in your lifetime. And the end, the end of the episode. Picard's just basically like, some love's not meant to be, buddy. Like, (laughs) perfect dad moment being like... Classic. And you know Picard's head, he's like, we spent like two hours with this girl. Like, like, it was a good program. It totally suits Riker, though, because the more I learn about him and Deanna's relationship, about like... Him leaving Deanna mm-hmm. on, at, on like at a waterfall somewhere, <laughs> and it's like fucking fuck Riker's boy, Riker. a fuck boy, dude. Yeah, Riker 100%. is like a complete asshole. Oh god. Uh, um, god. Anyways, I'm giving it a five for romance because <laughs> of too. all this. <laughs> really, God, I'm giving it a, yeah, like it's a so good. I'm giving it like a three point five. It okay? It's not like. It's more lust than romance on Riker's part. That, that counts in the, on, on but Trek this, of the Holiday. It's like it's like classic I old know. romance. I, it's very. It, 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 they even like cop those lines from Casablanca. You know the gin yeah. joint lines and stuff. Uh, yeah. The music, the Ron Jones music, oh, yeah. so over the top. Uh, but I, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Action. It's fine. There's some jazz action. <laughs> You see some bones tinkling those yeah. those ivories, <laughs> those <Tinkling> ivories, <laughs> and Riker uh, with his bone. Michael with, but besides Riker that, with nah. the bone. <laughs> but I will say that requires some choreography. I, it was funny to me when they were like playing and there were the close up shots and stuff, and you knew the sound designer was like, Ugh, fuck. Okay. Right. Or I mean, uh, uh, John Beasley had to like 
compose to like match what was what we were, it's like god damn it okay uh, i'm gonna so go with the zero for you're this going for there's zero. nothing happened um yeah uh 0.5 for the choreography i'm giving it a one for the choreography uh suspense there's actually a decent amount because we don't know what's go- like why her program so special I think. Yeah, and once they find out that there's some fucked shit and they like go in there and they're like, tell us everything you know. She's like, okay. She's like, I don't know anything or I do know some things. <laughs> so here are the things I know. I'm going to give it a three. Um, two point. No. I'm going to go with, yeah, 2.5. I was going to go with the 2.5 as well. Camp. That's a Quinteros for me. 100% of five. If I can give it a six, can I give it a six? I'm going to give it a six. Yes. Quinteros. Uh, I'm going to, we're now calling fives Quinteros. Five Quinteros is 100% five. Quinteros. Can I throw throw something in here? And I might be shooting myself in the foot by this. Can we all maybe once a season get a six? That we can give something a six. We, we oh, Ooh. like oh, is this the one I'm gonna use my six on? Oh. Yeah, I like yes. that. I love yeah. that. And uh, I don't know how retroactively do, uh, we can apply that though. Because yeah, I mean, we'd have to go Who back. Who cares? And watch. <laughs> no, um, <who> cares? <laughs> we have to watch thirty. Take me out to episodes, the hollow suite. Uh, again, and I'd have to lobby for you guys to use your six. <laughs> Dylan's gonna bank his his um, his holodeck sixes for six seasons, and then he, we're gonna rewatch Take if Me Out I, the Holodeck. If I can't, if, if we <laughs> don't go with em. this, if we don't do this idea, and I can't give this camp a six, then I will go back and give. Uh, uh, I will add a one to one of my other scores. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? We don't I'd have say to do you it. can give an extra point to another category and not tell us, and that would be a way to cheat. Uh, yeah, fuck. that would be a way to do it. No, actually, I'm going to tell you. Um, I right. will give uh, dialogue a five instead of a four, but I want you to put on our sheet, Jan, that that extra point <laughs> is because of camp. That extra point five. You're only boosting it by point five. Oh, really? You can also boost your romance. By 0.5. Thank you. I'll do both of those. But you really have to put next to those 0.5s that it is because okay. of camp. <laughs> I don't keep all of our individual scores. Yes, you do. I scores. just keep, I know I keep our average scores. Great. So I'm going to, uh, I'm still going to put data the asterisk in. On your data mining <laughs> sheet next to this episode, uh, next to our score, there needs to be an asterisk that I gave okay. an extra one point. <laughs> okay. This is gaming the system. This is some parliamentary guys, bullshit. I don't care. Guys. I don't care. Guys. It gets a six for me on, on camp. It's so campy. We we got two Quinteros this episode. <laughs> two this fives is, across the board. What, what is it when you get... That's an Or There's an Orloff Quinteros or whatever his two full name Quinteros. is when you get two in a row. <laughs> two Quints. <laughs> two Quints. Uh, okay, stakes. The stakes are actually pretty high. And they are related to the outside action because Riker and Picard are being distracted by Minuet. I guess mm-hmm. if they keep being distracted. But also nothing – we know for real that the Enterprise is not going to blow up. Also, there is the stakes of is Riker going to get to bone? Is he going to bone? He bones again. once. Is he going to bone again? But does he bone he bones twice? once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a three for stakes. Um, I'm gonna go with a 2.5. Yeah, I was gonna go with the 2.5. The stakes are high, but like I didn't feel them a whole lot. 
I was more uh, distracted by Riker's bone. A hundred percent. Okay. Computer, what's our oh, final it's be score? At least second place, maybe first. It's this is <laughs> calculating. Three point four two. Okay. Which puts it at number seven above emergence. It's not even in the top five. It's not top thanks five. Thanks to you, Darius. No, it's thanks to the, the lack of action. There's, there's no lack of action. action. You yeah. can double quint, but there's no action. There's no action. I do got to say, That's this has been one of my favorite holodeck episodes. It's Absolutely. one of my favorites as well. It's it really great. so wild. The whole episode is actually pretty great. Like, it's yeah. it's a good Trek episode. At the end, they're like, hey, why didn't you just ask us? And you're like, um, weirdly, we the no. way our brains work, it's like yes or no. And if you said no, then we would just be fucked. So we, yeah, so we went just- with this one where we were absolutely going to get it. Get, get it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, that's fair. You are going to stand trial. Uh, but they're like, yeah, cool. We, we factor that in, into our decision making. Like I kind of fuck with binars. I like, I just like how this is just how they, their brains work. They're predictable. Oh my God. Yeah. They're great. Aesop's, um, Aesop says that we need to make t-shirts, of Riker bones t-shirts. Yes. And it's Riker. like, right, I think what we should do is Riker bones and then have a, uh, 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 um, trombone on it. <laughs> Yes, it should be like one of those like arts, or like art, art stylized, art artsy style of, of like Riker, Riker playing with the trombone. trombone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, this guy bones. There was action, like, and I just winked for yeah. people who can't see That's my true. face. Riker, there Riker had some action, action with that bone. He did. <laughs> That's what I tried to say. I said they played some jazz. And well, no, no, and like was, romantic there action. Was action? Question mark. They made out. They they made out. And she did like put her hand around his like throat. He makes some good points, <laughs> but we already ran yeah. the score. The numbers. So. And the computer oh, is just. Yeah. You can't change it. <laughs> Drask's is like picky in those things. Exactly. You can't, it would require a total system shutdown. <laughs> a total system shutdown. Uh, we didn't talk about this. What should we watch next week? Does somebody uh, in the Twitch thread have a recommendation for an episode yeah uh, shoot it at us um otherwise we haven't done voyager in a super long time yeah i think uh, there was a good voyager episode that i watched the other day we could do doctor has a family <clears throat> didn't we already do that one no no oh we didn't i very vividly remember that episode for some reason it's because some uh, fucked up shit happens in it some uh oh, yeah. square <laughs> related <laughs> stuff <laughs> i think oh my god delete the wife I think that's delete the, the wife is really good. Oh my god! The Janeway we, romance novel. Should episode. we do delete? The, let's do delete the wife. Let's do Fair it. Haven. Yeah, season six, <gasps> episode eleven. Let's do it. Let's do delete the wife. Oh. I like that. All right. Thanks, Asa. We need to do Fair Haven uh, soon, though. We yeah. need to do Fair Haven for um, for Valentine's Day. Oh, we should right? keep it for Valentine's Day, shouldn't we? For delete. Oh the no, wife. we can do Fair Haven. Yeah. yeah. Delete the wife is a good Valentine's Day thing. Let's, it really it's perfect. is. Let's keep it for Valentine's Day. Unless okay. there's a better, unless there's it. a better Valentine's Day one. No, I like that. I'm not thinking I like about it for Valentine's Day. <laughs> this one would have been a better Valentine's Day one. Is fair, yeah, actually, you're right. Haven? This would have been. That's delete the wife. That's delete the wife. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's do let's do delete the wife for Valentine's Day. Sorry, but we'll let's do that for Valentine's Day. Let's do Doctor has a family. Let's do Doctor family. We'll do Voyager back to back. Okay. Doctor family. I love Voyager. I mean, we just did TNG back to back, so. 
That's Let's, fine. Yeah. Uh, so the episode is called Real Life, Season 3, Episode 22. Cool. Thanks for listening to Trek to the Holodeck. Uh, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, honestly. You can probably find us. Um, make sure to subscribe to us and you'll get the new episodes straight to your podcast listening device. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, like us, leave us a comment. A review. Yeah. Uh, we're also on t- Instagram. Did you already say that, Darius? No. Okay. Well, we're on Instagram. Make sure to check out Instagram. We're also on Twitter. Uh, we're Trek to the Deck stuff. on Twitter, in case you're wondering. Trek to the Deck. If you're uh, watching us on Twitch, you can also check out our Discord or whatever. Like, whatever you're doing. Check us out on tr- Discord. We're I need to, to throw our deck. Discord into the Twitch, like stuff yeah. things so Bam that you can it, just yeah. like click it and stuff but i'll figure that out later yeah yeah we may not have like hot stock tips like other discords but uh got some hot st- what the hell is that there's a discord uh, for like wall street bets wall street bets you know? has a discord yeah. that they got deleted remember <laughs> yeah hopefully we won't get deleted because we you know it's uh, mostly stick, memes stick it to the man <laughs> memes and shit mostly posts. memes and we talk about yeah. track but we're open to you know everything on the trek except for yeah, if you can make us like hundred thousands errors that would be great too. yeah that'd be cool uh, the, the computer voice was provided by verona blue and Thanks. which is cool and we also are using intro and outro music by an artist called bodyline and their music is available on bandcamp really awesome if you like vaporwave and uh, we're using with the permission of midwest collective yeah. And the thing that we are not using with the permission of Viacom CBS is Star Trek. Uh, this is a fan podcast. And we're doing that because we're no a fan podcast. And, and yeah. we're not like trying to like become gazillionaires off of this. We're just doing it because we love it. You know? Yeah. Wait, I thought we could become billionaires. So that's for our that's Discord. That's why I moved remember? to this. That's our Discord, Discord where we're going to become billionaires. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's. There's just so much opportunity right. to become a billionaire. Yeah. God. All right. Cool. Self-made billionaires. <laughs> Bootstraps. <laughs> yeah. Bootstraps, <right>? baby. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, yeah, thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. This was a Thank fun episode. Yeah, this was I loved so much it. Fun. I love getting yeah. back into TNG. Yeah. Well, thank you, mission. spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 